I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Doctor? I got nothing to start it. I'm dead uh, inside. Well, you've come to the right place, Tom, because we talk <laughs> Welcome, about people Tom. that are dead on the inside and outside. Welcome to Rustmorm Cast, a history show where we talk about dead people. But you already knew that, because if you're listening, you've been listening for a while, because we no one knew ever listens. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're part of the family. It's uh, you're the it's cult. Olive Garden. We're basically Olive Garden, but no one has heard about us uh, enough to make jokes. Right. Yeah, we got a <laughs> franchise, dudes. Well, get other guys who look like us and have our same body weights to the show. You're Travis, by the way. That would be Tom. hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Just have a bunch of actors do it one time. That would be cool. Hire actors to yeah. play us doing the show. No, nah, nah, you guys are thinking of it all wrong. We got to go the Chuck Cheese route. Just get animatronics the... oh. of us, Bill. Oh, animatronics. <laughs> we could also do the Hollywood route. Where we do another version of the show, but it's like one of us is a woman, another one's uh, Asian, someone's black, uh, yeah. and then someone else is, you know, the white guy, but he's the <laughs> stupidest one. Yeah. You know? Or he's gay now. Or he's gay. Yeah. He's, yeah. Well, the other ones were already gay. Gay oh, Asian, gay okay. black guy. That's kind of goes without saying. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Netflix show after all. <laughs> yes. Mike, you're going to be the Velma. Can I? <laughs> yeah. The big titty Velma. <laughs> That'd be sweet. I mean, I guess I'm like, uh... I don't know. <laughs> Mike, when is Here's your camp show start? Yeah, well, huh? When is your camp show starting? Now you got to you re- I should a start a camp show, man. I got to. Yeah. You're a postman. Toes, You've got like man. a niche there. Some lady uh saying something about my legs. I think I said it on the show. She likes my legs. Uh, and I've never even shown her my legs, so that just makes me think she likes my legs. She just she's into me. Through the baggy pants, she's yeah. like, I can tell you got good legs under there. Yeah. She was like, oh, damn, you're not wearing the shorts today. I want to see them legs. And I was like, oh. I think I you said it on the do- show before. <laughs> Maybe. I don't think so. It does, I mean, weird things have happened to you. You've yeah, got a lot of do- bullshit happens to me. It's fucked up. Yeah, yeah you've got to do, like, the big sausage pizza thing, but, you like, you come to the door and you're like, did you order a poster? And then you have the poster tube, and then she's like, uh, no, and you open it up, and you're like, see, it's way down there. And then she has to reach down like a Pringles can. Right, it's like yeah. too dark. Yeah. I, I, I just show up with like a little tic tac box, and I'm like, look at this. Hi, did you uh, order a college diploma? <laughs> <laughs> they roll up really tight. It's really, really tightly rolled up. <laughs> uh, I'm probably fired now. <laughs> No, you're both. I don't actually. I just found it at the thrift store. This shirt. I don't. Did you order one cigar? <laughs> one cigar. One Havana. Did you get cigar? one Tic Tac? <laughs> All right, guys, this is ridiculous. She cut that. <laughs> <laughs> this is off-duty postman yeah. jobs. I'm not saying this is on-duty. Yeah, UPS. Right. So uh, UP and shit. <laughs> yeah. This That's is when probably... Mike is working for FedEx because they allow that type of sick. Yeah, FedEx. Fuck them. I yeah. I fucking hate the FedEx people. They're fucking mean. Why they're like the they're like the uh, back the blue guys of the delivery service, <laughs> you know, right? They're just in my way sometimes. I'm like, God damn it, motherfucker! It's like I got real mail here. Yeah, yeah. I, have, I got I got I this Capital One credit card. Oh my so god! So how's everyone's week, Mike? What's the adventures you've been on? Uh, 
nothing nothing much really uh just uh working a lot it was sucks you you started to skate again oh yeah i went skating and it was like uh really cool again and it was scary i was like wow i don't want to fucking fall on my leg it's gonna suck you do any tricks no i just rode around because i felt like uh i don't know i was like i'll get tempted and like i don't know i want to getting back in the swing of things I'm still like it still feels kind of weird sometimes, so I just didn't want to hurt right, it, you know. Right. Just want to get like a little, just roll around. It was fun. You should try. Um, you always said that wearing it was the fun. Hel- you should try wearing the helmet. You always said wearing a helmet would be the actual rebellious move. It would because no one wears helmets now. <sighs> well, you this gotta wear it. It just looks to come back and pave yeah. the way. You gotta wear the helmet and this the dude, Andy guards. Anderson. Yeah, he, the... he does that shit. He's like the helmet guy, and he's loaded. He's probably got so much money. Yeah. I mean, Tony Hawk wears a helmet. Yeah. You look at him and you just go, oh, what a nurse. Guess what? He's richer than Bill Gates. Well, he's case vert. I, I don't just blame wear, him. Just helmet. wear a knee brace then. That's what I have to get is a knee brace That's too. I was style. like, I don't want to skate without a knee brace on. Yeah. I was just rolling around and stuff like that. That's cool. If anyone cares, I was fucking. We all care, Mike. So you skated again. That's good. Yeah, it's whatever. We like that. Okay. Connor, how was your week? Uh, didn't get on a skateboard. Never been on one. So. Come on, man. Let's go skating sometime. Uh, I'd probably end up somehow tearing more ligaments in my knee than you did. No. Just by, like, standing on the board. Stand up, <laughs> looking looking the at it. Yeah, looking on the board. <laughs> Just looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> Not a good weekend. Um, I had a three-day weekend, so Lizzie and I were out nice. most of the days. Um, I worked the hat Travis got me. Got a lot of nice compliments at the bar. A lot of uh, that looks like a dad hat. And I was like, that's the style. It was I all wanted. men, though, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there wasn't any hot style. ladies being like, ooh, yeah, hell, what does worst. that stand like, for? No, all of my friends were just like, oh, is that for Lizzie? Like, your wife, you love your wife or something? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> totally. But yeah, uh, it was a good, good week. How about you, Tom? Uh, nothing. <laughs> Tom's got nothing. You got nothing to report, no, Tom? Nothing. Nah, dude. Fuck, dude. I, I don't know. I drank a couple times. Travis, how's your week? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had a really good week. I uh, went for a little hike out in, like, towards the coast in Oregon. That was fun. It was paved, so it was nice. I didn't have to, like, you know, it was more of a walk. It wasn't really nice. a hike. Yeah, right. pa- a paved hike, uh, yeah, i.e. the walk. Hike. Is there yes. any tent cities out there? Like homeless ten, people, ten oh tent cities. Yeah, <laughs> you have to weave through them. No, once you leave Portland, Oregon's yeah. really nice. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'd be camping out over there. This is nice. Yeah, there. no. Then I uh, I went to a great thrift shop, and well, it was an antique place, and I bought like a lot of really cool stuff, like a glass. It's kind of like a glass cutting board, but it's an old hamburger. That's that cool. kind of looks like faded, sort of like, you know, like it was in a display it's, 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 window. A glass cutting board? Yeah. Like a, a serving board? Yeah, a serving board. Okay, because I don't think you cut things on glass. Dude, I cut things <laughs> on glass all the time. That's how you swallow glass a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's good for you. Uh, Yeah, I just got some really cool things. Maybe roughage. I'll take some pictures of them. Oh, I got these leather postcards. Leather um, postcards? Yeah, they the were fuck? leather postcards. They had That's, these like dirty phrases on them. I don't them. like that. <laughs> yeah, they had like dirty phrases on them, and they were sent in 1903. Wow. Uh, yeah. So. It's human skin. Have you ever yeah. seen a leather postcard in your line of duty, Mike? Uh, no, I haven't. What about a piece of human skin? <laughs> probably. Yeah. It's probably some fucked up shit in there. Mm. Yeah, I, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. One of those leather cards could have come from our subject, Rube. That's what right. is this leaking out of this package that smells good? Oh, it's just a postcard. Oh. You think you've ever held poop in any of the packages? 
Yo, there was a fucking uh, live bird. <laughs> what? Live bird express <laughs> in a fucking Kentucky fried chicken, like fucking, like a uh, little, ba- like a uh, fucking handle thing, like a little bag thing. <laughs> Bro, I, they, like they said it was a rotisserie chicken bag. In- literally what it looked like. <laughs> and I, it was like, yeah, the, the guy Sam was like, yo, well, don't crush that thing with those boxes. It's a bird in there. I was like, no, you're like, he's fucking around me. And they started fucking moving around there. I was like, holy fucking shit. Someone really bought a fucking bird to the mail. I guess that's the thing. What's the postage on that, you think? His Express. So he had to, like, it was, uh, it's probably a lot. But yeah, it was a cool bird, like a parrot, or just I don't like know, a sparrow. But that's a shitty way to ship a bird, man. That's, yeah, fucked, that's <laughs> fucked up. That's fucked up. They ship themselves. Bro, yeah. Well, it's like, you know, carrier pigeons are one way. So maybe it was a carrier pigeon that, like, they had to send back out to the other place. Oh, true. Yeah. We're yeah. A little carry on, yeah. like, carton box. It was like cardboard or, like, whatever. Like, you know, it was fucking crazy. Dude, a live bird in there. That was like the funniest one. <laughs> that is. I nuts. couldn't believe that it was actually a bird in there. Oh, that's sick. Mm-hmm. With it, do you think it had like a tattooed message on it? Probably from prison. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> All right, um, Connor. It's time to get back on. Yeah. Let's go to part three of Rube Waddell. Let's go back to our everyone's favorite baseball player. Um, everyone's favorite baseball player. That is, except for the people he was playing baseball with in 1907. <laughs> Selfish. They they don't have the foresight to yeah. see genius. Yeah, we left off. Uh, the 1907 season had ended. Uh, Rube had had another great year in Philadelphia, but um, it well great relative to the rest of the league. Poor by his standards, and his teammates were just kind of finally sick of him. Um, they. They could tolerate all of his really weird antics when he was the best pitcher in baseball, but when he's merely just good, it gets annoying really fast. The team, after the season, went barnstorming in the fall for extra cash, which is what all the teams back then did. So they're going around to different towns and cities that don't have major league clubs and playing there. And Rube was actually more present and engaged for these games than he was for the regular season because he knew he had to, like, perform in order to get the money at the end it wasn't like a salary where he's just going to get the money no matter what mm. oh, and barns have cute animals in them that's right <laughs> and there might be a chance better chance of fire i think yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. true a lot of hay yeah uh it, so also yeah the money was withheld until the tour was over so that's another reason why he's like participating in everything because he's waiting to get paid at the end um but he constantly thought that they were cheating him out of money because he would look at the gate tick receipts so like how much money they brought in just purely from ticket sales and then do the math of like all right well that's all the money that came in so divide it by like the 15 players on our team (laughs) and they're like no we got to do like operating costs there's another team there's managers there's other salaried employees i was like no no no, you're stealing from me dude that's theft uh he is annoying his teammates so much with this that halfway through the tour they Pay him his share early and kick him out. They're just like, wow, get the fuck meet out us here. in spring training. Fuck off. We're, we're done with you. Yeah, and also, he was probably still eating animal crackers in whoever's bed he was sleeping with. I don't know. I think he stuck to his word on that. He's probably eating saltines, though. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> not <laughs> animal shit, so I am good. Yeah. <laughs> I ate this one into a zebra, though. <laughs> <laughs> you make your own animal crackers. It's a little cheaper. <laughs> Uh, so Rube spent this time in Mobile, Alabama. His parents had been spending their winter months down south over the last few years, so he was staying with them. In Mobile, he loved going shark fishing. No surprise. But his favorite activity was a local delicacy that he had picked up. He loved eating raw oysters. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Legend has that on average he would eat 60 in a single sitting. Ugh. 
and that he once ate an entire box, which is 72 in one sitting. Um, I'm surprised he didn't just do 72 every time. Look at this one box. That is serving. Yeah. <laughs> is that how you get iodine poisoning? Right? Maybe. <laughs> is iodine poisoning a thing? Yeah. Really? I'm not going to look it up. Yeah, he's going to get iodine. Isn't he eat like, too much seafood like that? I don't know. That's uh, mercury. mercury poisoning. Oh, mercury. Eating yeah. seven raw oysters in one sitting is a lot. And he's eating, for me, and he's eating 72. I could probably do about 12 comfortably. Uh, do like two. I'm like, ugh. Yeah, Travis, it's like I a probably, big booger going under yeah. your throat. <laughs> Travis, 72? I could probably do. I don't know. 72 is a lot. I could easily do 50. I just slam those slimy boys down. Yeah. They got to they be Tabasco cold. on them. Uh, yeah, they got to be cold. I don't like when they're room temperature. Like, do, uh, well, yeah, they got to be over ice. Lemon wedge, Trev? Yeah, I'll put lemon on them sometimes. You Most know, the hot sauce, fl- though? Yeah, the, a little bit of hot sauce, a little bit of lemon. Yeah, a little hot sauce and lemons are... I'll, I'll do when it. you come here uh, next week to hang out, we're going to get oysters. Right. We're going to get a box of oysters. We're going to get a box of oysters. Oh, yes. yeah. Dude, we're going to get all horny get and be like, why are we here with men? We should I do yeah, a- I don't know if I want to <laughs> eat that many oysters around people. I'm going to get real hard and The three of us should do a rube <laughs> challenge. Travis tries to eat 70 oysters I'll try and put out a fire, <laughs> and Tom can drink forty beers in a day. <laughs> yeah, and I'll try to I'll try to throw rocks at a bird too. Yeah. Yeah. Like you could do whatever. That's you cool. You could just man. have fun. Just hang out. You need animal. Wrestle an alligator. I love animal. Or just crackers, wrestle honestly. the dog. Yeah, wrestle. Uh, yeah, I honestly want to beat the shit out of fucking dogs. All right, well we'll start there. <laughs> we'll just paint it green. Yeah, come on. So while Rube is in Mobile slamming some slimy boys down. A group of Rube's teammates approached Connie Mack just before spring training, and they gave him a final ultimatum. It's us or him. Now, they had threatened this apparently the year before, uh, a few of them saying, like, look, get him off our team or else we don't want to play. And he goes, well, I can get rid of him. I can get him off the team, but then our gate receipts are going to go down, so I'm going to cut all of your salaries if I cut Rube. And they're like, all right, fine, don't cut him. This time, after he made the same threat, they're like, no, no, no. If he's still on the team, we're quitting. Like, we are going to go play baseball somewhere else. We're not playing with him. And so Connie Mack, as much as he loved Rube, he knew he couldn't keep him any longer. And on February 7th, Rube Waddell is sold to the St. Louis Browns for $5,000 cash, which is $162,000 today. I really hope that when he left, he took um, Connie's straw hat off and just punched a hole through it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing your hat early. Yeah. It's not yeah. even a lot of money. No, no, it's not. Back then, that's a lot. Yeah, but it's probably never five thousand thwar- equals one hundred and sixty thousand today, with inflation. Yeah. yeah. So getting traded like the one of the best players in the league. Yeah. Just I because you like eat too many crackers in bed. The sports so inflation weird, yeah. is probably like, I, it doesn't make sense. Sports inflation would be like a million dollars, but today, but that's still not a lot. That's well, they still have not endorsements a lot. Yeah. and shit. Yeah, well, no, but I'm well, just... Like, super yeah, adorable, like, like, yeah. like Nike or something. There's like not that, as much money in baseball yeah. than even relative. But, like, you know, you're at the bar and you're watching SportsCenter and they're talking about, like, bringing on these rooker, rookies for, like, 1.3. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, I've never heard of any... Not that I am the demographic, but it's just like, it's a lot of fucking money for three seasons of shooting a ball around. Yeah. 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 And Mike, you're also talking. They didn't have sponsors. I mean, they had yeah. sponsors. Well, they had sponsors, was, but not like well, no, no, like, like Nike or like, like uh, Monster like Energy, P- Pine Tar Soap. 
or like you cigarettes. You put your baby yeah. inside of this soap. No, their and sponsors were heroin. It's good for you. Yeah, <laughs> cocaine. Try it out. Yeah, well, it makes me play better. Either way, all I'm saying is rookies are getting signed for a million. You know, for a five year contract. Yeah. And this is the best pitcher in the league. A warm-up yeah. guy is what you like. He was a warm-up guy makes like 250 G's a year. Yeah, it's crazy. That's some, some it's crazy shit. A warm-up guy. That guy's just there. He even play. good gig. So Rube, when the news came in about this, Rube is actually um, back in Massachusetts at the time because he was still not divorced from the wife whose <laughs> parents he'd beaten the shit out of. Oh my, it's crazy. So he's there with them um, when the news <laughs> comes awkward. in. And when his in-laws heard about this, that he'd been sold to the Browns, um, they thought, oh, God, now we're never going to see any of the money that he owes us. So they kind of start trying to talk to him about it. And Rube flees town that weekend. And he would not go back to Massachusetts for the next two years because there, was an actu- there wasn't an actual warrant out for his arrest, but he knew he would get arrested if, if he, he ever seen... set foot in Boston again. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Did he punch that father-in-law in the mouth again before he left? This is just for the we good memory. We don't, we don't know one way or the other, so <laughs> who knows? Yeah. <laughs> so Rube arrives in St. Louis, and his very first order of business is to ask jo- uh, owner Jimmy McAleer for a $50 loan. Um, and then the St. Louis press is buzzing for about the Rube coming into the Browns team. So the Browns, up until this point, had been like a mediocre to bad american league team for their whole existence whereas like the a's are one of the best teams in the league even before rube and even after rube st louis is just kind of there um the owner it still is just there i mean I yeah well the what, cardinals got, are really good but yeah, this is got, the cardinals what it's got like a big fucking half a mcdonald arch that's cool <laughs> cool bro <laughs> that's all they got they are cool skate spots because it's so shitty there <laughs> no one gives a shit if you're skateboarding but just the way it looks, I thought it was pretty. Some spots look cool there. Yeah, a lot of rundown shit. Nice. <laughs> so the reason that uh, Rupert got brought in for by the Browns was the year before, um, they had a really good hitting. But their pitching was god awful. So their owner bought Rube and a couple of other guys from around the league that were like older veteran pitchers, basically hoping if they all can give one last good year and our hitting stays the same, we can probably win the pennant. Um. But everyone knew that Rube had so many problems in Philly, so they're all a little worried. So the press is going on, going out and reporting and basically saying to the people of St. Louis, hey, let's all do our best to keep Rube Waddell sober and keep him on the straight and narrow. These are no. like front page of the newspapers. Like, wow. let's keep Rube sober, everyone. Like, it's like opposite St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He goes yeah. into a bar like, there's a sign that's sorry, Rube, I can't. Can't serve you. Yeah. We're out of beer, Rube. We're out of beer, Rube, sorry. We drank it all. You don't want him yeah. to fight you either, so it's got to be like all a ruse. Yeah. <laughs> but that's like that's like his genius. He needs to be half in the bag to throw that heat. You know, know what I'm saying? That's like, that's like saying, Snoop Dogg, you can't smoke weed. Like and then the entire true, yeah. state of California is like, don't give Snoop Dogg weed. Keep keep him sober. Well, especially now he's got that wine company with Martha Stewart. Yeah, yeah. he's just hitting on every white girl at once. <laughs> that's that's some talent. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, one of the reasons that Rube might have gotten sold for that little amount of money was because his reputation about this is kind of was preceding him. Now um, everyone knew all about his problems with alcohol and how he would just go on these streaks and come back and go, you know, very inconsistent. One reporter, um, when Rube was arriving into town, summed it up like this. Rube Waddell is what he seems to always have been. 
inscrutable as a sphinx, unfathomable as infinity, yet simple as a child, talkative and friendly in certain moods, no one has plumbed the mystery of his depths, yet everyone knows him for a great overgrown boy, friendly and sociable. How long will his gypsy wanderlust keep him in keep his uniform hanging in the Browns clubhouse? All right. Yeah. <laughs> I love that somewhat, write-up. Yeah. It's a good write-up. Yeah. I think that actually gives me a, a better name than Rube for him, which would have been Boy Waddell. Boy Waddell. If they had treated him like a freak show. Called him Boy Waddell. <laughs> he had like B-O-I. Andy Milanakis disease. Boy Waddell. His brain had Andy Milanakis disease. Yeah, he was autistic. <laughs> I mean... We were talking about actors that could play him, and if Andy Milanakis was like five inches taller, I would say Andy Milanakis should play him. That'd be yeah. sick. I'd He's just too movie. short. That's the only issue. Give him some stilts or CGI his legs. <laughs> they should have done a a biopic with with him for uh, history. With George Channel? C. Scott. Uh, mm. Just ma- like have him play a retard and barrel into people. Yeah, right. He kind of looks similar to George. C. If George C. Scott was overweight and dumb. And he somebody is. put his head yeah. in like a vice. George C. Scott. Oh, we did yeah, an episode on him. Oh, so I'm sure. fraud. He's a Patton. Patton? Yeah. Like to the see general? a guy, to see a guy who talks with such uh fervor. Yeah. Like dumb it down to just be a boy would be so much fun. Boy what uh just I like boy uh, Rube. Boy Rube. I'm actually really surprised there isn't a movie based on this guy's life. All right, right? Yeah, even yeah, like a pretty shitty Hallmark yeah. movie that came out like nineteen in the nineties. Yeah, talent. Right yeah. The, at the end of the month, they're coming out with a movie about Tetris. But we talked about when we did the Nintendo. I kind of touched on it a little bit, like the story of them going to the Soviet Union and all that stuff. Right. Not very interesting. Rubadell, very interesting. Is this going to be some pro-Ukraine uh, propaganda that they're doing? Oh yeah, it's like oh look what they did with this guy who yeah. made Tetris the best game ever. The Russians. Killed him. They yeah. They start with the Ukrainian <laughs> national anthem before yeah. they're showing. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> so Rube, um, he trains with the Browns. Spring training, he's looking good. He the trade had kind of seemed to motivate him and kind of sharpen his focus. And we had said like, when he's just having fun, that's when he's really doing well. But when he's angry and met, wanting to prove a point, that's when he does his best. Um, so this kind of set him on that path. So you know things were looking up in the beginning. He would have to wait until May 19th before he could get his first revenge game in Philly against the Athletics. 20,000 fans piled in to see their beloved Rube. During his first at-bat, the game had to be paused so that Rube could receive a gift from the Philly faithful that they all chipped in to give to him. Uh, This was a gift from the fans, not even from the club. The club had already done something for him. But the fans all gave him a rifle and gun case. That's sick. He pawned them that night. (laughs) Good man. Yeah. He could have done worse. Hey, maybe he wasn't going to use it. He was going to get the money. Well, you already have a gun. Yeah. What I don't have is a beer. Exactly. Did he still have the rivalry with Cy Young? Was that still kind of floating around or no? I think Young was already done at this point. Like they're like uh, Cy Young was an earlier, so like their their primes overlapped more towards the beginning of their his career. Oh, okay. I could be wrong about that, but like all their best matchups are in the past. Now. He was like, yeah, I invested one hundred and six dollars back in eighteen seventy, <laughs> and uh, now I'm retired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should have bought Standard Oil stocks too. I but just bought fifty acres for two dollars. So Rube pitched well in the game. Uh, he struck out the side in the ninth inning to win it, and he was still so beloved in Philadelphia that the fans, even though they were cheering for the athletics, they cheered him on and carried him off the field that day. Wow. 
This would be a slight problem for Rube's new club, the St. Louis Browns, because the team was due in Boston the next day. Rube had, was refusing to go to Massachusetts for fear of being arrested. Uh, and he also had just you know, gotten carried off the field by the opposing fans. So he stayed in Philadelphia the whole time, was just going out and partying. He didn't show up for the fourth game of the series. So like the owner, the way he did it was he's like, they had a four-game series in Philly. He didn't tell anyone if Rube was going to pitch the first game, and he didn't. Didn't tell anyone if he was going to pitch the second, and he didn't. Because he wanted to bring more and more fans in. Oh, and also Rube was just getting like, I come on, let me at him, let me at him. <laughs> let him pitch in the third game, and then Rube didn't show up for the fourth because he was out drinking. I feel like that's when you see a band. I don't know, you know how like they have the weird uh, laws in Canada where if you have like a Wee, you can't go to fucking Canada. Yeah, and then they get that like sub guy to like fill in for Canada. Like I'm, you know, it's like, oh, oh yeah. I went to go see this band, and the lead singer isn't yeah. there because he's got a Wee. <laughs> <laughs> 10 years ago behind. yeah yeah uh so rube continued this bender all weekend at one point he claimed that he was quitting the st louis browns he signed um a 200 dollars contract with a local minor league philly club got a 35 dollars advance on that salary he got lost on the way to his first game to play for them and then rejoined the browns when they came back to brooklyn and pitched their next game what the fuck? <laughs> he got lost. He's like, I oh, you fuck did. this. He lived in back. Philly for six years, and he got lost on the way to the ballpark. <laughs> he was fishing. He saw a hole. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so his weekend uh, away from the Browns, he's back um, after a few days. Now he's in Brooklyn. Uh, but all year, his play was kind of similar as it had been in 1907. Mostly still good, but not up to the lofty standards he'd set during his early part of his career. He was still capable of some incredible performances. On July 28th, he was facing the Athletics once again. His old team knew they were in trouble when Rube was uh, talking all kinds of shit before the game. They were trying to distract him. They knew all of his tricks. You know, they're bringing out puppies, shiny objects, yeah. maybe sending a fire truck by. But Rube was locked in, in a mood. He struck out five of the first seven batters he faced, and he would go on to set an American League record with 16 strikeouts, which wouldn't wow. be broken for another 30 years. Still no movie. Still no movie. Yeah, what? I know. It's he, crazy. like, rapes someone later in his life? Like, later? No. Oh. No, I mean, that's spoilers. No, no rape. It's uh, no yeah, R. That Kelly. Doesn't, that doesn't stop Hollywood. Come on. We all yeah. saw Pocahontas. I mean, they made Field of Dream, and... That was just a man without shoes. Yeah, <laughs> like he he wasn't even a phenomenal player. Old shoeless Joe, right? He was. No, pretty, he was really good. He was good, but he was not Rube Waddell. No, he was not Rube. He Waddell. was not. Nothing Dave close. Bruce. Yeah. Yeah, and they made a league of he their cool own, and Rosie O'Donnell wasn't even in the major leagues. <laughs> she she never heard of baseball before that movie. Gina Davis <laughs> was uh, a minor league pitcher for the Yankees, though. <laughs> she's tall enough. Yeah, she's like six three. Really. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> and she's a Mensa member, so she's super smart. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Mensa's like this weird cult thing. Scientologist? No, no. it's just like it's, it's a membership for really smart people. You remember, that have like a like, test. The gifted and talented group in elementary school. Oh yeah. yeah it's yeah. like that for adults, but they yeah, pay really. a huge amount of money to join it. They all, like, you, oh wow. Hey, yeah, they how, all get, how do you take the test when you get into it? You go take it like you probably I gotta think pay they, man they money. open up like places you can go take it. Uh, you know, you pay whatever it is. You probably have a few hundred dollars. Yeah, right. you pay a few hundred dollars yeah. and then you go 
take it in like a high school when they're yeah. just like, yeah, we're we're doing it here at this auditorium. Eric You're on, smart. Eric I'll be Andre your friend. Yeah. Crashed the Mensa <laughs> convention on the Eric Andre show, and it was amazing. Wow. Yeah. Well, James they all Woods they all also. worship they all worship Carlos Mencia. <laughs> That's why it's called the Mensas. Oh yeah, the smartest the Mencia of all. hive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So the Browns had started the year really well. Uh, they were in first place basically up through July or battling for first place. But in August, it all came crashing down. Um, the hitting that they'd had for a year and a half just kind of abandoned them. And aside from Rube, the veteran pitchers that they brought in didn't work out. Between August 1st and August 26th, they lost every single game except for the ones that Rube started. Otherwise, they lost every single game. Wow. Sounds like the teams I was on. They're yeah. always I was just we win like two games and lacrosse, yeah. just get yeah. shit on. Yeah, <laughs> they uh, they slightly rebounded in September, uh, but it was not enough. They ended up losing the pennant to the Detroit Tigers. They did, however, finish 16 games ahead of the Philly Athletics. So that's some f- a fact Rube could take solace in finishing so far ahead of his old team. He also would finish the year with four wins against Connie Mack and the A's and no oh, wow. losses. His first season with the Browns on an individual level is still an overall success. He finished 19 and 14. His ERA was once again below two. He had a 1.89 ERA. He had the exact same number of strikeouts as he did the year before, 232. But for the first time since 1902, his entire major league career, Rube did not lead the American League in strikeouts. Instead, it was Ed Walsh of Chicago who got seven more than Rube did, but he did it pitching 179 more innings. Oh, oh he definitely. Yeah. yeah. So if Rube had pitched maybe 10 more innings, he would yeah. have led the league for a seventh year in a row. That's pretty damn good. Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah Massachusetts. Literally, yeah. that's enough. Yeah. If he just went to Massachusetts and played, played in Boston. A quarter of that series. Yeah. One, one of those games. Yeah, he would wow. have bro- uh, had the record. Or legally it again. I don't think, I mean, I wonder if he actually cared at this point. I feel like he's just constantly winning. I don't think he ever cared, right? He just was, I, I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Still for the check. He's like, I did I, what? Yeah, I did what? Oh, I, oh, I can't count that high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so St. Louis was still trying to keep Rube on the straight and narrow. Um, <laughs> this kind of bounced back year made it seem like they could make another pennant run in 1909. Problem was, there were a lot of rumors that offseason that Rube was in talks about opening a bar in Manhattan with another uh, Major League Baseball player, a guy named Arthur Bugs Raymond. Cool. Love <laughs> now, that name. to give you an idea of what Bugs Raymond was all about, the joke was <laughs> that Bugs didn't actually throw curveballs. He would just breathe on the baseball, and it was enough for the ball to get woozy and start spinning. <laughs> Oh, yeah. because of how much he was drinking. <laughs> I like him. I like Bugs yeah. Raymond. Like, apparently, Rube looked like a Tita Taylor compa- compared to Bugs Raymond. That's how much that guy drank. Wow. Um, There's two alcoholics. I just realized something. Michael Richards. That's who should have played Rube Waddell. Oh, that would have been good. Yeah. Yeah. Like him in UHF? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. My yeah. mom! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so Bugs Raymond is trying to, and Rube are going to start a bar. Um, not a great idea for, well, a great idea for the folks in Manhattan who would p- be patrons of this bar, but not a good idea for Rube or Bugs' employers. So the St. Louis management came up with a clever idea to avoid Rube opening this bar. What they did is they hired Rube for an off-season job as a gamesman. So all winter long, Rube was paid to supply fish and game to the club's offices in St. Louis. No one 
has any idea where he was all winter, but every couple of days he would show up in the office with a steady diet of fresh fish, venison, quail, rabbit, duck, and pheasant all winter long. All of the uh, staff said they never ate so good than when Rube was hunting for them. That, that fucking rule. Yeah. That's pretty badass. <laughs> like, you want to start a bar? What if you just go kill a bunch of animals? <laughs> He's, he left. He's out the door. He's right? already gone. Yeah, I'm gone. <laughs> Uh, also that winter, Rube apparently saved a man from drowning in Illinois. Just add another body count in the right direction. What for if Rube he was Waddell. a serial killer deep down? No, he's too good no. for this. He's like he's man. like you know he's playing it off like there's just he like he was the one trying to drown that guy, but someone saw him, so he pulled him out. He's like, oh, I got him. Uh, and like that guy wouldn't remember anything. He maybe was unconscious. <laughs> Dude, I think that Rube was a was long guy- time ago. That was like over a hundred years ago. I think Ru- I think Rube was the guy who like went to H.H. Holmes movie. and he's like, "Stop it, stop it, you're a bad <laughs> don't boy." Do it. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I don't remember. I'm seeing everything in black and white. Yeah, they did see time. in black and white back then, right? Yeah, they did. They did until okay. the fifties. Yeah, or sixties when the color TV came out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I used to think that shit back in the day. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> there was actually no color in the world. Yeah. Until like, later on. Later on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I watched like Three Stooges and I was like, this is exactly how life was. It's kind of <laughs> trippy. There's so, why are there so many pies? <laughs> Concussions must just not have mattered. <laughs> That's why I was yeah. in detention a lot when I was in grade school because I used to poke people in the eyes all the time. <laughs> oh. Were you no. a single poker or a double? Well, you know, it depends on if they did one of these. So they put their <laughs> yeah, hands in front of the old shark fin on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> so the 1909 season gets underway, and Rube is the, the only bright spot for the Browns. Uh, their good season from the year before did not carry over very much at all. But Rube is still dominating. In one game, he had brought two lady friends to sit in box seats along the baseline, oh, wow. apparently. It was the ninth inning. They were, Rube was winning one nothing. while Rube and the Browns were winning one nothing. Rube intentionally loads the bases in a one nothing game, walks over, walks off the mound over to the two women sitting in the box and goes, ladies, I'll be with you in about two minutes, and then struck out the next three batters on nine pitches. Wow. Oh, wow. And then he slammed he, he, a bunch of oysters. Yeah, he's getting pussy later. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he's getting yep. at least two Or he's too drunk to he forgot, probably. <laughs> oh, fuck, brought the fuck By the way, chicks. do you have a box of 70 to 90 oysters I can eat? <laughs> yeah. Off your back? <laughs> <laughs> Make sure they're extra warm. Yeah. Uh, it was also in 1909 that Rube would visit the athletics in their brand new stadium, Scheib Park. You could credibly call Scheib Park the house that Rube built because... Thanks to bringing in all that money for the athletics for those seven years, they were able to build the first ever stadium using steel and concrete. This ushered in a new wave of ballparks. Iconic stadiums like Wrigley Field and Fenway Park would follow in the footsteps of Scheib, and Scheib itself would eventually be renamed Connie Mack Stadium. Wow. Now, I got to ask a question. Is Scheib a racial slur? Because it sounds like one. You're thinking yeah. of Shylock. I, <laughs> I know, but like Scheib. I don't know. Maybe it's like a black Jewish person or something. Like a Sammy Dave? <laughs> yeah, like a Sammy <laughs> Dave. Dave. Yeah. Uh, no, I think it was the mayor of Philly. Or maybe Shy. it was the owner, one of the owners of the athletics. I'm not sure. Strange names back then. Yeah. Scheib. Smith. Yeah. Odd. <laughs> odd. Very odd, that name. 
Excuse me. Uh, Shive does no, no longer exist today. Uh, they bulldozed it, and I think it's a church there now. Oh, that's not oh, fun. That's no. stupid. It's always a church. Those motherfuckers avoiding tax. <laughs> yeah, everyone should just buy <laughs> all the churches you see that are for sale, open Popeyes in them. Yeah, yeah please. <laughs> not a bad idea. You can go pray and eat chicken at the same time. It'd be sick. There is, that's, it seems horribly racist what you just said. I, Why? I like, I like chicken and I like praying. Yeah, I know, but they're like the type of praying that I have associate my mind with eating chicken on that level. <laughs> I don't think what you said is racist. I think I'm just. Time, you're racist. <laughs> you're <a trigger. laughs> My, Tom, what are you? I like I'm to eat. Something about I like myself. God, and I like it's to not, eat chicken. Yeah. I think it's a beautiful thing in a lot of ways. Don't get me wrong. Tom, what are you, a shibe? Yeah, I am a shibe. Was it the West Baptist Church uh, where we eating chicken at? Oh, you mean the one that hates the gays? Yeah, that, that's a different dance they do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a very, very <laughs> awful dance. That's a dance you have to you have to wear a hood and uh, burning cross with. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Support vets, but also call them all the Epsler. Yeah. <laughs> Epstein is not dead. Epstein? Epstein. That's a nice replacement for Epsler. Epstein? Epstein? Epstein. He's Epstein's. Epstein. All right. Uh, all right. So yeah. Rube started. I need a French uh, cigarette. <laughs> Rube started the 1909 year 5 and 0. This included a stretch of 34 straight scoreless innings. And this, however, would be the last sustained stretch of brilliance that he would have in his major league career. Shortly after this, Rube was late to a scheduled start. Um, and owner slash manager Jim McAleer goes looking for Rube. He finds him at a local, local racetrack selling hot dogs. Oh. <laughs> he's a McAleer, glizzy, glizzy seller. Yeah, he's a glizzy seller. Dude, asks him... What are you doing selling hot dogs? Rube responded, I have to sell 24 of these. <laughs> Boiled. Then McAleer goes, what do you mean? He's like, I got to sell 24 of them. I got to help a ballot. And he told me to sell 24. So Rube's trying to sell hot dogs. McAleer just buys 24 hot dogs <laughs> from Rube and starts handing them out. Whatever he couldn't hand out, Rube apparently just ate on the way to the ballpark where they he eventually got to the game and pitched pretty well. They still won. This is amazing. Right. We're talking about a movie deal. This is going to be a Rube Waddell mixed with the show 24. <laughs> <laughs> and Rube just has to eat 24 hot or sell 24 hot dogs. I got to sell 24 hot dogs. Hot dogs. <laughs> just the clock pops up. The, yeah. the hours the clocking down. Yeah. <laughs> so this the digital clock. It's just hot dogs for each other. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That show was fucking sick. The Bart Weenies. <laughs> so the Browns, though, as a whole in 1909, they're a lot like Rube. He was not the only old drunk guy prone to mistakes on the team. Uh, McAleer, the aforementioned owner slash manager, just quit on the team in the middle of September. It was just like, I'm fucking out of this. You guys all suck. And my plan to win a pennant didn't work, so I'm out. So he left with a month left in the season. The team is finishes seventh out of eighth place. Rube goes 11 and 14, his first ever losing record in the majors. His ERA jumps to 2.37, and he only has 141 strikeouts, finishing a distant fifth place in the American League. So the end is here for, for Rube in the major leagues. Oh, it's, no. It's over. Uh, how old is he, roughly, when this is going down? Is he in his like, 30s, maybe? It's like 33. Wow. Okay. I think you're prime 32? kind of still. Yeah, he's still in his like athletic prime. Yeah, because like pitchers can go to like 
40s. Yeah, because yeah, they're not yeah. really doing anything. Yeah, you just. I mean, your, unless your arm goes. I gotta, but let me. I don't, I don't have a sling date here. One second. Yeah. Stop yeah. jerking it. Now, that's yeah, what yeah. I always love about when you go to a baseball game. You see that relief pitcher. You know, he's like some Cuban guy, but he's like 400 pounds and he just like comes out like heavy uh, breathing. What, Sammy? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Who's the guy on the Yankees for his name? Mariano Bear. No, big black dude. Is that him? Cece Sabathia? Yeah, Cece Sabathia. He was a closer, right? No, he's a starter. So I remember yeah. my dad had brought home the mag- magazine, a uh, newspaper with David Wells when he had uh, pitched a perfect game. That was a big thing for the Yankees. And my dad likes the Mets, so I don't know why he was happy about that. Because you should always be spiteful. It's a yeah. perfect game. It's a, that's a big moment. Well, I just remember looking at this guy. He was like a fat piece of shit. David being like. Like getting carried by his teammates, I'm like, this is <gasps> this is big the, mustache the peak athleticism. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he looks like he's gonna fall out of well, a bowling alley. Baseball is well, not yeah, a sport. No, if you're a pitcher, you're also prime for it's bowl, a pastime. Prime bowler. Yeah, you know? oh, yeah, that's true. It's a pastime. It's not a you're sport. Right. It's a pastime. Yeah, because it's really you just fuck, you just hang out. <laughs> well, fair enough. The only real sport is NASCAR. That, honestly, okay. NASCAR is insane. Like you're in the fucking car. That's just wow. Yeah, dude, you gotta go fast. I need those chicken nugget things from Burger King, <laughs> chicken fries. It's Sonic, but for cool dudes in the South. Yeah, go fast. There you go. Yeah, hey, Amen, so- Sonic, <laughs> Sonic, Sonic. I need a couple road sodas before I go to the fucking drag strip. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Travis, I looked it up. He's thirty-three. Okay. Um, yeah, so he's still like that. He still should be good. Yeah. Yeah. But like his even, liver even is back his then, liver. His liver is probably like sixty-five. His liver might be like eighty-nine. Yeah, <laughs> he's living hard, man. Yeah, these are hard years on Rube. Uh, he did stick around. Um, he was the gamesman once again. So these actually these spring trainings probably helped him. Um, you know, just living in the woods basically and not getting into trouble. Uh, but he he's back in nineteen ten. Um, he's still bringing in a ton of ticket sales. He's still the biggest draw in baseball. He did get some great news right before the season for him. His divorce is finally finalized. Oh, hell yeah. Rube's a single man. Nice. And within a month, he's married to a Uh-oh. New Orleans native named Madge McGuire. She was 19. He told her he was 31. He was 33. That was on the next page. Could have looked it up before. <laughs> Why are you going to lie about that? I, it's like, not I even that much down, of a difference. It's unclear if he forgot or lied. Uh, yeah, that would be he, he just, just forgot. forgot. Yeah. Like, oh, it's not this. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, in the papers, <laughs> Rube <laughs> told everyone that he pledged to stop drinking as a result of his new bride, so he's going to be a new man. He got to meet President William Howard Taft that year, so two big boys getting together. Oh, yeah, one of the biggest boys. I love that. You know, what yeah. was it? The, the bathtub thing is a myth, right? Probably. Really? Uh, I heard. Yeah. But I like to tell us. Wasn't the guy running against him who, yeah. like... That was propaganda was issued by Big Brother. Wait, it was it was Roosevelt and then Taft, right? It was Roosevelt and Taft, and then, and then Roosevelt, Roosevelt again. ran against Taft, right? And they both lost, and Wilson won, right? So I think it was Roosevelt who like may have had a hand in starting that. One. Maybe the, yeah, the, the bathtub room. Yeah, well, he was Which a big boy. Great. He was definitely he was definitely one of those <laughs> thick kings. <laughs> Um, so the teams were told that they were supposed to stand at attention along the baselines, and the whole, the whole stadium would be standing. Taft would make his way to his seat. He was going to be in a box seat along the sidelines. Two seats. He had to pay for two seats. Yeah. That's actually the... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so as everyone is like solemnly standing there in silence, watching the president walk in, Rube just strolls right over, offers his hand, shakes his hand. The two chatted for a few minutes before the manager of the team like rips Rube by the back of his collar away from the president. <laughs> like, Taft was probably down. Taft is like, this is my kind of guy. Yeah. He's just talking about fish to me. <laughs> You're all too stiff. Yeah, the manager's like, somehow you're going to start a nuclear war. We don't, haven't even invented that yet. <laughs> <laughs> the team next went on an East Coast road trip, and for the first time since 1907, Rube was able to cross the Massachusetts border without fear of being arrested. The Boston faithful welcomed him with open arms. They remembered his, you know, his uh, rivalry with Cy Young. They always had a soft spot in their heart for Rube. He had a shutout going through three innings, and in the fourth, disaster struck. While batting against Boston's Eddie Sacote, Robe took a fastball right into his elbow. Ooh. Now remember, Rube is a lefty, but he bats righty. So that means his, his left, left is elbow yeah. is the one that takes the hit. Not Ugh. good. Not good. Uh, he's taken to the hospital right away, and everyone could tell this is not going to go well. Uh, he was out of work. And remember, back then, there's no injured reserve. There's no, like, oh, you're recovering, so, you know, go back to the clubhouse and wait a couple of months, like, train in St. Louis. No, he's cut from the team, but he still needs to make some money. He eventually is working, driving a delivery wagon just to get some food in St. Louis. That's <laughs> fucked up. Dude, he's pretty yeah. much, like, homeless at that point, right? Like, you Kinda, lose all your money. Yeah. That's I, like uh, when like a, ho- like a racing horse just, like, fucking breaks his leg to just shoot it. Yeah. Well, I think they at least turn to meatballs. <laughs> Th- I don't know. They might just throw it. Why didn't he just go? I need to sell twenty-four hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, I gotta sell twenty-four hot dogs a lot. He's probably I don't thinking go about it. Do it again. He's probably just dumb as fuck. I'm like, gonna have to do two times twenty-four hot dogs. Ah, <laughs> uh, gotta get my abdicus. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So Rubes again. He's kind of just really. Is that quick? It's just it hits him in the elbow. His, his elbow's shot. He's cut from the team. He's delivering meal. He's delivering wagons. Well, he works for Uber Eats. So. Yeah, he's working for Uber Eats. Rubes, Rube on wheels. Yeah. Wait, what about all the money? I guess he spent it all on dr- oh, drinking. He never, yeah. he never had a dollar for more than like thirty-five yeah, that's minutes. Right. I forgot about that. Yeah, dude, he's living, man. When yeah, you, fuck it. Honestly, when you're busy yeah. living. There's no time to save. Yeah. Mike, you ever had to sell twenty-four hot dogs? Ah. <laughs> Sell some shit. I'm like, I'm not proud of it. <laughs> I got, got 20, drugs. I got 24 of something I need to sell. Now yeah. it's not hot dogs, but it's something. Lady, reach into this poster tube. <laughs> <laughs> it's certified. All right. Now we talked about how um, Rube had gotten injured in the past and would always try and rush back. Um, so even though he's not on a major league team anymore, he's still doing like trying to do these comebacks for local clubs. And really, if he had just rested, he might have been able to heal up and on the next, and then, you know, the next year come back into the majors. Instead, he's constantly pushing it. He comes back to the team in August. They're like, all right, we'll let you try you out, see how you got it. And he's still at his velocity, but all of his control was gone. So now his 100-mile-an-hour fastball is as all likely to place. go behind the batter as it is to go in the strike zone. Oh, God. He was cut on August 8th. And Rube's time in the major leagues was over. Uh, so you're telling me he is not Jackie Chan. Like how Jackie Chan just break his bones and be like, I'm still the best. I'm 75 yeah. years old. I can still jump over you. No, he's not Jackie Chan. 
He probably never iced it or like did anything that like he probably just went drinking. Yeah. Well, he did ice it before the game. Yeah, so he might have been heating <laughs> oh, it after. Oh, he, he might yeah. have been like, oh. I gotta, I gotta get the the heat going again. Since it's you know the 1910s, uh, I don't know what you should do with that because <laughs> yeah. we don't know anything about. Here's some heroin, but I have a feeling that's not it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think that will work. I'm, Here's, I'm befuddled, and I spent 45 months in doctor, in doctor school. school, and I'm too rich to do this yeah. job anymore. So I don't get it. elbows. I focus on knees. Bring your wife in next time. I want to examine her. <laughs> Here's some heroin and some cream that I found from this man in an alley. <laughs> yeah. And some uh, snake oil. Also, right. we're going to leech you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Why yeah. Leeching is, I heard it worse. He'd probably be like, ooh, oysters. Ooh. <laughs> These are like hot dogs that move and suck your blood out and make more of <laughs> cool feeling. You want to sell 24 of these? If you make it bigger, it becomes bigger hot dog by leaving it more. I don't feel so good. I kind of feel lightheaded. <laughs> I need a drink. So, uh, although Rube's time in the majors was over, he was not done with baseball. He signed on with a minor league club um, right after being cut. He's playing now for the Newark Bengals. He was much more disciplined. He kind of was recognizing how much he had lost and wanted to work his way back to the majors. And he's pitching really well against really inferior competition. Uh, the Browns had finished one of the worst seasons in American League history that year after Rube left. Rube helped Newark finish second in the Eastern League. Despite this strong effort, there was no major league club that came calling in the winter of 1910 or 1911. It seemed like they had all moved on. Mm. Yeah. That's so a shame. Rube heads north. I guess, I guess people back then just like didn't like to make money. Because every time Rube played, they made a killing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Pride gets in the way. Yeah. yeah, and it's like the leagues now, when Rube first broke into the season, teams were like folding left and right. And Rube's not the only reason for this, but he's one of the reasons that like the leagues are settled. They're making money. They're not, they're bigger than any one player. Right. Um, you know, it's because of not just Rube, it's guys like uh, Ty Cobb. Cy Young, um, and the like the owners and managers like Connie Mack and John McGraw, but Rube's a big part of that. So instead he heads north, he goes to sign for the Minneapolis Millers of the American Association. Their manager was a guy named Joe Can Cantillon. Um and the miners back then were not like they are today. Uh major league teams didn't have junior clubs um where they would put like prospects or young players or yeah. players coming back for an injury. Well, like farm um, teams. Yeah, they didn't have farm teams or anything like that. Instead, the miners were a mix of players that were trying to earn a major league contract and were liable to, you know, jump the moment when they got one. Those that didn't have the talent to ever make it to the top level but still liked playing baseball. And then players like Rube, who are major leaguers trying to just eke out more and more time playing baseball before it's the over. skill truly had abandoned them completely. So mm. what you're telling me is the minor leagues are basically the MLS, like American soccer yeah, league. Yeah, he's like <laughs> David Beckham going to the LA Galaxy. Yeah. It's like the, the junkyard. We're all, yeah, they're going to go die. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Hey, fuck it. Yeah. Milk it while you can. Yeah. So, although Rube's out of the majors and he didn't pitch very well at all um, his last year there, he's still on crushing minor league talent. Uh, he played in an indoor league that winter, and he pitched a nine-inning perfect game with 25 strikeouts. 
And Rubio washed up. That's out of 27 possible outs. He had a 25 strikeouts. Damn. <laughs> um, I could imagine him saying all the wrong things. I'm still casting Michael Richards in yeah. my brain. I imagine him like sitting at a bar after a series and telling... Um, Telling someone at the bar about how he's been crushing minors. Yeah. And they're like, some. some it's like, kind, sick, me too. Yeah. <laughs> it's 1910. Some kind Fuck of like, yeah. uh, a good bit could be made yeah. about crushing minors. crushing minors. Yeah. And they're like, oh, dude, you crush minors too. Yeah, I'm hitting him with fucking bats, but throwing at him. <laughs> yeah, talking to Slippery Salisbury at the yeah, bar. Throwing my balls at him. I'm putting my, my balls at Fast them. balls. My one. <laughs> Got this curveball fucking took one out. It's like ball, ball, and sometimes they'll throw it right back at me. Yeah. The bang he stroked one deep, but uh, my fielder's right there. <laughs> Rube crushes minors. And the parents came home. I was like, fuck. <laughs> it's got legs. It's right this bit. Yeah. Start the comedy troupe now. Let's be really cool. Get on YouTube and immediately get banned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, that 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 <laughs> skit would work perfectly on like SNL in like 1979. Yeah. <laughs> We should try it today. Let's do it. <laughs> but just write it in. I'll be, I'll be rude. I'll be retarded. There you go. <laughs> Tonight's special guest, <laughs> Mike Regan. Ah, it's me. Yeah, your monologue would be so good. <laughs> well, uh, everyone, welcome to, uh, yeah. <laughs> you guys heard that little AIDS guy? You know what he's doing with this vaccine? <laughs> he's a good dude. I trust him. He made fucking, fucking windows, man. He's a good dude. the fuck you mean? <laughs> Who the fuck hates Bill Gates? Live from New York. It's uh, SNL. <laughs> yeah, welcome to fucking... Yeah, New York's a, sh- New York's a shitty place. <laughs> why, why, you know, you know, whatever. It's good. That's a, we'll work on this monologue. Yeah, yeah um, we'll work on it. So the Millers, uh, he's back at the Minneapolis Millers. Or no, he signed with them. Um, they're doing spring training in Hickman, Kentucky, right on the Mississippi River. And by all accounts from this time, Rube was a new man. He was reformed. It's the perfect setting for him. It's not a huge town. Um, there's lots of woods and streams where he's going hunting and fishing. The town was small enough that everyone knew Rube, um, but it wasn't so small that he was getting shit-faced at the one bar every night. There were four that he could, you know, bounce around through. Rotate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's in Minneapolis. That's Lando Lakes. Oh, no, this is this is Hickman. This is spring training. Oh, okay. This All is before right. he gets to Minneapolis, yeah. And it's important, you'll, as you'll see. Because Hickman is known... Um, for really bad flooding when the Mississippi overflows its banks. Oh, that's good. More area to fish. Yeah. More yeah. fishing. Dude, the fish uh, come up to your house in the Hickman. It's my favorite. Yeah. I got a waterbed, dude. It's fucking rad. <laughs> <laughs> so he was well known in the area, especially after he helped pack sandbags along the river after a massive flood had uh, devastated the area. He volunteered for this duty. He was standing uh, waist deep in ice cold water, piling sandbags all day long. Most of the work uh, was being done by black laborers that were barely being paid, but Rube was going out there, standing next to them, just volunteering because he said it was the right thing to do. So everyone loved him. Dude, perfect for a Hollywood movie nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. He would get pneumonia because of this, so he would be unable to start the season on time, and the pneumonia kind of left him weakened, so he had to pitch himself basically back into shape. Um, when the team got to Minnesota, you know, as we said, Rube was out for a little bit, but the team was playing really well, and Rube and Madge, his new wife, are living on a lake near the ballpark, plenty of fishing. It's going great. 
Team started 18 and 6. Rube was a perfect 6 and 0 after he finally got on the team. And he just was doing great. Fishing and pitching. Sounds awesome. Yeah. Hell good yeah. life. He wasn't going to practice, though, because he was too busy fishing. No, I don't <laughs> need to go practice. That's yeah. for, that's for Rubes. It's so, like Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson yeah, went to practice. Talking, talking about practice? Yeah. Not the game. Um, so Rubes shows up after missing uh, an entire week's worth of practice, and he's hauling like a barrel full of prize fish that he'd caught that he was bringing to the team. Uh, his manager, Cantalon, took one of the fish and slapped Rube across the face with it, saying, don't miss practice again. Yeah, that's that's a very uh, early film bit. <laughs> that is a, a Buster Keaton, if I ever heard. And yeah. Rube, true to his word, did not miss a practice again. All right, so the team has started hot. They're 18-6. and six. Rube is 6-0. and oh. But in mid-May, this perfectly reversed. Rube would lose six straight games, and the team would go 6-18 and 18 over the next 24. So now they're just a 500-ball club. It all kind of continues to slip away. Rube takes up drinking again. Madge walks out on him, returning to St. Louis in August, never to see Rube again. Wow. Smart. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> You're uh, out my- there crushing miners, and I'm in here <laughs> yeah. cooking this fish that you start catching fish. Yeah. And you keep my- bringing peanuts and fish. It's all my only My only love has gills and slimy as shit. Every time I tell you out there to go get 24 hot dogs, you come home empty-handed, sold in them all. <laughs> you think he showered a lot? Uh, probably not. not. Yeah, probably not. But he was probably uh, swimming in creeks a lot. But you gotta, that probably stinks, too. <laughs> after A, a, a freshwater creek from the Appalachian Mountains? I, guess, yeah, I think really he probably s- back then. I think he probably smelled better than most people in 1910 going in them cricks. Yeah. They didn't have mm-hmm. Old Spice. It just depended on like how new his clothes were, because he's probably not wearing any clothing a second time. It's just like... He loses it and then buys a new shirt. Oh, yeah. Wears oh, it for yeah, I guess three so. months, and then it, it falls apart, buys a new one. Except yeah, for that cool. red underwear. That probably yeah. reeked. Yeah. <sighs> uh, so her departure did seem to perk Rube up a little bit, because then he wins seven straight games and brings the team back to first place. <laughs> Good on him. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, this hot streak would continue the whole summer. The Millers win their league. With Rube leading the way, he goes 22-12. and 12. He is easily the best pitcher in baseball, or not in baseball, in this minor league. But it's a bittersweet uh, year for Rube. Across the country, uh, the, his old Philadelphia Athletics win their first ever World Series over the hated New York Giants. The A's were being led by what was nicknamed then the $100,000 infield. Uh, here are the names of that $100,000 infield. First base, Stuffy McInnes. Second base, Eddie Collins. Shortstop, Jack Barry. And third baseman, Frank Home Run Baker. I like that one. That <laughs> Everyone hated that guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. He Stuffy yeah. McInnes had to be the hero, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the four of them, and along with Connie Mack, would lead the Athletics to four more American League pennants and three World Series wow. titles. And so Rube kind of felt like a distant memory, a relic of a bygone era, despite only being gone for the last three years. Question I'm coming. 35. <laughs> <laughs> so is those cha- they're still it's like Oakland, right? Yeah. They, so so they, those championships carry over yeah. to Oakland, too? Yeah. Wow. So that athletics, I think, are like third or fourth in With most, most World champion, Series. Yeah. One in, um, it's like the Yankees, it's Cardinals. Uh, yeah. Really? Cardinals? Yeah. Wow. And then the Dodgers, and then I think maybe <laughs> athletics. Yeah, but but the athletics are like that's like a well actually yeah we have the most yeah well <laughs> they won th- four in Oakland I think 
I think they've won four in Oakland. Um, 80s, right? Or yeah, in the yeah. 80s and 70s. And then, yeah, they, 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 the they didn't even logos. go to Oakland directly. So they they left Philly in like the early 50s for St. Louis. Or no, Saint, uh, Kansas City. They're in Kansas City for like a decade, and then they went to Oakland. Oh, wow. And now they're probably going to go to Las Vegas. Wow. Yeah. Still the dopest, one of the dopest logos, I think. <laughs> yeah, oh, they yeah. got a great logo. Yeah. Box out on rent in San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> Can't afford it. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> fucking, uh, what's it called? The tender line's getting to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's doing too much fucking fentanyl. Yeah. Uh, so Rube had proved he was the greatest pitcher, not in the major leagues, but still no one in the major leagues was going to come calling for Rube Waddell. So he's hired by Joe Cantillon in the offseason to be a groundskeeper at Cantillon's sprawling 30-acre farm in Kentucky. Rube absolutely loved it. However, he did get a little too enamored with all of the whiskey and bourbon distilleries in the area. Um, he was so drunk, basically, that he missed most of spring training. Um, and all of his skills now are kind of deserting him. Um, the 1912 season would go great for the Millers. They'd win their third straight league title. But for Rube, it was his worst season in baseball. His skills were completely lacking. He was average all year, and if anything, was the worst starting pitcher on the team that won the league pennant. And in spring training of 1913, um, Rube is back in Hickman, Kentucky. He has made the fire chief of the town, so maybe a bigger accomplishment than anything he did in baseball. Yeah, wow. right? You trust that guy? Yeah, I mean, I would trust him in a fire. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, yeah. he's a... This kind of like, he's an outdoorsman. This yeah, yeah kind of like when Mike Tyson talks about his family. He's just like, no, I got, I went so much boxing and stuff, but my family is like the most important thing to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want a firefighter that's gonna lift a fucking like four hundred pound stove out yeah. of and throw it out of the window like last episode. That's yeah. not a polite <laughs> thing to call women stoves. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one day during the spring training practice, Rube hears a call, and since he's the fire chief, he knows he's got to go. He strips naked, jumps on a horse, and rode to the fire. He grabbed an axe off one of the fire trucks, and still naked, apparently, starts removing the roof of a burning home. Um, this is what they did when for fires. Like, you'd knock out the roof so that the roof wouldn't catch fire, and you could maybe put it out in the structure and then rebuild the roof. Um, uh this was a problem, however, because the fire had already been contained to the chimney. <laughs> just took off their whole entire roof. <laughs> Good thing he probably likes building roofs, too. Well, he built the roof the next week. Nice. Yeah. Well, you know, you might say, oh, his penis might catch on fire. Uh, but I'm more worried about that chafing on that horseback. Riding oh, yeah. on a oh, horse yeah. naked? Yeah. That's yeah. a little... Uh, so once again, Rube would pitch in to help from some massive flooding that had hit the area once again. Second straight year, he's waist deep in freezing cold water. Um, it's raining still while they're packing these sandbags. Days on end trying to stop the river from overflowing its banks. Um, and he gets pneumonia once again. However, just as he's getting uh, recovered from this bout of pneumonia, another round of flooding hits the area. Rube doesn't think twice. He's back in the icy water, stacking sandbags, trying to save the town. He has a relapse of his pneumonia. Very unsurprising. <laughs> yeah. And so what the doctors did was they prescribed him creosote, which, do you know what creosote is? I still don't really know. Creatine. It's like protein. It's uh, working out. No, apparently it's like a coal byproduct. Coal byproduct? Yeah, it's like some sort of like ashen coal byproduct thing. I'm well, not really so sure. Like, so eat th this. 
Yeah, this yeah. is like when I actually almost bought this at that antique store I went to. They had a package of uh, cigarettes that were for bronchitis. <laughs> oh, that rules. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so Rube is told to drink uh, two teaspoons uh, or take a teaspoon twice a day um, of creosote, and that'll get him back to health. Rube, by his logic, goes, well, why would I spread it out, all that recovery, and drinks the entire pint all at once. <sighs> he would complain about stomach pains for the rest of his life after this moment. <laughs> really? He ate a hole in his stomach. Yeah. <laughs> so, despite continuing to suffer from the after effects of pneumonia, Rube did not take care of himself. Um, just a week after he was finally out of bed the second time, he was out building snowmen with children after a late snowstorm in Hickman. Um, he suffers a lung hemorrhage because of this, and then in his very first game that he's playing, he is spiked in the leg by someone sliding into first base, and he suffers blood poisoning after the wound gets infected, Jeez. and was lucky to avoid amputation of his left leg. Those nice lead spikes too, right? <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. And like thick steel, and like probably jagged, yeah. Have a yeah. cigarette, you'd be right. <laughs> Here's a bronchitis <laughs> cigarette. <laughs> So his weakened condition, <laughs> clearly weakened condition, uh, led to him being dropped by the Millers in May. So he's no longer even on uh, the Minneapolis Millers. He signs on with a team in Virginia, Minnesota, which is apparently like the ass end of Minnesota. Um, the Virginia ore diggers of what was called the <laughs> Northern League. So this is another step down in competition. So if like the Millers were like a triple A baseball team, this is like the Sunday softball team. Yeah, <laughs> like I was gonna say like the Long Island Ducks, but the, yeah, Sunday softball might be a better, more accurate representation. So he signs on with them. Didn't show up for months. Oh boy, dude's new fishing territory. Yeah, um, his team really didn't know what happened. They knew they signed him. They never met him. They're like waiting for him to show up. Um, and when he did show up. It was in the middle of a game, and he just walked onto the mound wearing a different uniform and took the ball from the pitcher and struck out the side and finished the game. <laughs> the hell? Jesus Christ. Part of the reason that he'd shown up so late was that despite his pneumonia, his leg infection, um, his just generally failing health at the time, on his way to Virginia, he had seen uh, men working out on the frozen lakes as icebreakers, and so he signed on to be an icebreaker for a couple of weeks, walking out on the ice of a frozen port, smashing apart the blocks of ice so that the port could reopen for springtime. That's cool. That actually <laughs> yeah. is really fucking cool. Yeah, not uh, when you've just had pneumonia three times in 12 months. Wait, he's, he's, you know... Has head in the clouds. Yeah, that's true. He's a he's a dog. He wants to help. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a sick job. You break it up ice. All that's fucking cool. Yeah. I I admit it is pretty cool. Yeah, so you fall chopping. in maybe. I don't know. Probably you gotta imagine the chatter those guys are having. <laughs> probably, those are probably some of the funniest guys. <laughs> it's yeah, we break cold. up ice for a living. You know, yeah. it's all cold. the life jokes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're they're probably selling the ice too. That's what they used to do. They used to cube it and fucking just ship it off to the cities. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, so not helping Rube's condition is that all summer uh, is apparently a very cold and rainy summer, further exacerbating Rube's failing health. In a game on July 9th, Rube collapsed on the mound. Uh, this was no antic like he'd done in the past. He was simply too weak to stand and had to be carried off the field. Ten days later, he lost a game 9 to nothing, and right after it was over, he passed out and was diagnosed with pleurisy. 
You know what that is? Pleurisy? I don't, I've heard it passed around old timey diseases. <laughs> but I don't know. That's also where I've heard it from. I'm not Pleurisy. really sure what it is. Hmm. I got that. What you got that? Yeah, you just fall down a lot. <laughs> you just talk in plurals all the time. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was saying. Yeah. There's too much of you. You can't handle yourself. So this nine nothing loss would be the last time Rube would ever play organized baseball. Get washed up, Rube. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so pleurisy, I just looked up. <clears throat> pleurisy is a the lining of your lungs becomes inflamed. So oh, yeah, that tracks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you've just got like shitty lungs. Yeah, breathing ice water after having pneumonia three times. Yeah, sharp pain, sharp chest pains when breathing deeply. Oh, uh, that sounds terrible. Shortness of breath and a dry cough. Really good for an athlete. Yeah. <laughs> um, so just have we, some orange slices. You'll you be need fine. A Gatorade. <laughs> have a bronchitis cigarette. <laughs> what about Munchkins? <laughs> No, he hates Massachusetts. He's, he's not going to have any. Yeah, he's not Duncan. Yeah. No Duncan. Wicked sick. So now Rube has no direction. He's not on any baseball team for the first time in 15 or so years. Uh, he's still drunk as a skunk. So he's kind of wandering around all of his previous haunts. He goes back to Minneapolis for a little. Then he goes to Hickman, Kentucky. He's in Philly for a little bit. He ends up back in St. Louis. This is all within like a four-month period. Um, then he goes to St. Louis, where he's promptly arrested on vagrancy charges. Uh, when he's released from prison there, he goes down to Bourne, Texas, which is where his sister is living, near San Antonio. He had hoped that the dry, warm climate would help his health over the winter months of 19, uh, 13, and 14. Instead, his health continued to decline. In his playing days, Rube was a six foot two tank weighing in at 225 pounds. Gee. By March of 1914, he weighed under 100 pounds. Oh, my, oh my God. God. That's wow. crazy. Yeah. It's very quick. It's like a skeleton, though. Yeah. Some old teammates from his Philly days had heard that he wasn't doing well, and they were in the South for spring training, so they went over to San Antonio, and apparently they were in the room where it's like a bunch of the guys, and they couldn't find him because they just didn't recognize him until one of the nurses was like, this is him. Wow. He was uh, that, and like he was out of it, so he couldn't even say anything. You mean behind that broom? <laughs> In the closets? You mean that, so, stick, that yeah. stick man? Behind this Halloween tel- skeleton? So, Connor, I'm kind of pissed, because you lied to us. You, when you did Hague, and you went over World War I, you didn't tell the real reason why the world erupted. It was because... Oh, because Waddell was dying. <laughs> Waddell was dying, and the world couldn't handle it. Yeah, the world couldn't handle it. Yeah. That's very sad. So at his bedside in the hospital he was in, um, he kept two framed photos by his bedside. One was a photo of his first wife, Florence, the lady who loved the paper crust pastries. Yes. The other was a framed picture of Rube and Shrek. That's just heartwarming. Tearing up a little. Apparently, he spoke often to his sister about Connie Mack, um, and she would write letters to him, and they were kind of corresponding back and forth. Um, and she wrote one last letter to Connie Mac saying, you know, Rube would really like to see you once again. If you can, please try and get down here. Like, even though I know the baseball season is starting, I think you should come see him. The letter there, however, arrived too late. Rube, the man that was born on Friday the 13th, left the world on April Fool's Day, 1914. Oh, so he's not dead. He's still alive. He's he's still alive. <laughs> Tricked you. <laughs> As a result of all of his complications from pneumonia and his weakened body, uh, there's no real cause of death, but he just kind of wasted away that winter 
and died on April 1st, 1914. He's like, I'm not going to eat. I <laughs> <laughs> got pneumonia. There's, uh, there's an initial huge outpouring of love for Rube upon his passing in the press. Everyone, it's like on the front page of all the major newspapers in the country. Um, however, since he died far away in Texas and right at the start of the baseball season, few were able to go down and pay their respects. He was actually buried initially in an unmarked grave. Uh, but thankfully, a few years later, a group of his old friends, teammates, and managers uh, raised some money. They put up a memorial, and they reinterred him next to his father, who had passed away not too long after Rube himself. Hmm. That's kind of yeah. fucked. Well, Rube's father was not the only one who would quickly follow Rube to the pearly gates. His old pal Shrek would die just a few months after his battery mate. No! Saying oh, and he was own. buried in he was buried in the same coffin with <laughs> animal crackers. <laughs> Apparently, Asi Shrekengast on his own deathbed said, "Quote: The Rube is gone, and I am all in. I might as well join him." Dude, they uh, definitely fucked. Oh, they definitely bugs, fucked. Yeah. the guy Bugs that like to drink. He, I don't know what happened to Bugs. Go we ahead, might maybe we'll, maybe we'll talk He's about Bugs dead. another time. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, as for Connie Mack, he would remain as the manager and eventual owner of the Athletics until 1950. He would win five World Series titles with them. Wow. He still has the MLB records for the most wins, losses, and games managed, all records that will never, ever be broken because he managed a single team for 50 years. So no one will ever come close to that. Too much gatekeeping for that. They're yeah. not going to yeah. let Whoopi Goldberg just start <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. taking over the team out of nowhere. Uh, Connie would say that in... All of his 60-plus years of baseball, he'd never seen anyone come as close to being as good of a pitcher as Rube Waddell, nor was anyone even half as loony as he was. Uh, Rube's stats for his entire career, 2.16 ERA. Remember, a 2.5 is considered amazing. He had 2,316 strikeouts, and opposing batters had a 2.09 average against him. That is a better career ERA than Cy Young. And although Cy Young had 500 more strikeouts than Rube, he had 500 more by pitching 4,300 more innings than Rube did. Jesus. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. so that doesn't count. No. It yeah, should. that shit was rigged. Yeah. Cy Young is a phony. Yeah. So when the Baseball Hall of Fame opened in 1939, Rube was not a charter member. The four original pitchers of the first Hall of Fame class were Cy Young, Christy Mathewson, Grover Cleveland Alexander, and Walter Johnson. Rube had pitched against three of them and beaten all three of them on multiple occasions. Um, and Walter Johnson had said in his interviews and had said in interviews that Rube had more sheer pitching ability than any man I ever saw in my life. So even wow. as the guy who got in the Hall of Fame before him said he was better than me. And Cy Young had said the same thing, basically. She's rigged. Who yeah. actually cares about these Hall of Fame things? Uh, old baseball the writers. Baseball yeah, but like, of, of, uh, there's so many of them. The rock and roll, basketball. Oh, like, yeah. They're all like, terrible. Like, the everyone's so like, corny. It's dumb. like, yo, this yeah. is stupid. What is I mean, Half of these people I, don't deserve to be in here. <laughs> yeah. I have to say, though, I mean, I'm not like a huge baseball fan. I used to be when I was I like a kid. I like old baseball. But, but uh, Cooperstown is a great That's Hall of Fame place sick. to visit. Yeah, Cooperstown is a fun visit. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, for Rube, he's the first real celebrity ball player. He was the first time fans were coming out to see a single player rather than the game itself. Um, there's always been this idea that he had more unlocked potential in him, that if he could have just focused, he might have, we might have been given out the Rube Waddell Award. Only he had Adderall. If he had Adderall. Fucking <laughs> amazing. Uh, but Rube is merely just one of the first of those kind of players who, baseball has a lot of them where they just, they seem to have more fun than they care about winning. Um, 
The greatest of all of these was a rookie the year Rube passed away. He was a pitcher for the Boston Red Sox by the name of Babe Ruth. So mm. Babe Ruth was another one that kind of was very similar to Rube. Everyone was like, he's this good, but imagine if he actually tried. Well, Rube <laughs> paved the way for Babe Ruth. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. The baby Ruth. And that's Rube Waddell. Well. Our favorite baseball boy. Yeah. I'd absolutely. Um, what did his gravestone say? He was in an unmarked grave. Well, no, no, they, no, they, they built, moved um, him. They they moved him to a different gravesite. I think Good it was guy. just like a very simple uh, <laughs> sold hot tombstone. dogs in increments of twenty four. Oh. <laughs> it was just twenty four hot stone hot dogs sticking out of the ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let me see if I can find it. Special. I I think that <laughs> I think that fast. out of all the roasts, this has been like probably the most goodest boy. Oh, I, he was I think, such a good boy. Yeah, I think between him and like I don't know Louis Armstrong, who I when I did the research, I was like, this is a good boy. <laughs> it's a very simple gravestone. It just has like a baseball at the top. Yeah, it's uh, at old Ruby. It's big. I like his name, Rube. That's a cool name, Rube. 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 Like Did shit. they put Rube on his gravestone? Uh, this no. Is Waddell. <laughs> George uh, Edward Waddell. Uh, all right. The back says Rube. <laughs> Big red letters. Ruby. All right. Well, I I agree with your sentiment, Travis. I think he's one of the the nice boys we've had. Yeah. Yeah. We have a lot of nice boys though. Sometimes well, I disagree with all of you. You think he was a rude man? I just wanted to disagree with you guys. Need some <laughs> That's cool, too. <laughs> yeah, it, it is bad if we're all agreeing. Yeah, you know. I disagree. So thanks. Yeah. It's actually integral to go. the show's quality. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I like Rube... the episode, though, Conan. Well, I'm not disagreeing. You. Rube's gotten me into a baseball mood. I got a uh, baseball game on Steam, Super Mega Baseball. Oh, and it's sick. like a cartoony baseball game. And the first thing I did was make Rube Waddell and Ossie Shrekin nice. as my pitcher and catcher. <laughs> nice. So well, I, well, gotta, you gotta... I need a big, dumb lefty. <laughs> <laughs> what you got to do, though, is look up uh, the schedule for Beth Page historical thing, because they do that old-timey baseball there. Oh, yeah, yeah, We should ever play the MLB games, like MLB, like, 2K or the old ones. They were, remember you could get, like, the cheat codes, you get all the old guys, and they'd be in the black and white? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that was I the coolest part, yeah. Those, yeah. I, was, I, was, I was thinking, too, like, maybe I played this, and I didn't realize. Mm -hmm. I just thought they were cool, because they, like, they were in black and white. It's black and white and 225 pounds. That's sick. That yeah, dope. did they use him as a bat towards the end of his life? <laughs> they could have. No, he, was a ca he was a catcher. Catch Put him his there. Gut. Yeah. <laughs> Ow. I could take it. Okay, thanks for belly. listening to the show, everyone. Uh, Travis, you close out. You're so much. You're smoother uh, than I am. All right, you ready for something smooth? I'm gonna not close my mouth at all. Uh, thank you. We're listening to Ross Autumn Cast. Where? Oh, I did it. I said where. That's Thank hard. you for listening where? to Roast Mortem Cast. No, Thank you. you. M, right. B's, and P's you have to avoid. Dude, you speak Korean now? Yes. No, that was Rube Waddell. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's awesome. If you, yeah, if you didn't understand Mike, uh, you listen to the show, just figure it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's do it harder. You gotta put your headphones closer. Rewind it. Maybe there's a secret message. Maybe there's some numbers you should write down. Maybe there's some key components. There you go. <laughs> All I said. Those All key right. components. Awesome. Thank you, Shane. <laughs> Thank you, Shane. Bye. Good night. Or good morning. <laughs> <laughs>